Way ho pinkies. This is the Faye driver and I am trying to get my electric car started because I opened the door. Oh, you can hear my bottles jiggling around. I opened the door and the car shut down. Didn't even have my seatbelt off. Oh, I hate this car. <laughs> so, hi, I am the Faye driver. Um, uh, I'm, I'm starting to catch up on my episodes, so with any luck, this episode will come out within a few days, eh, probably not, of, uh, of when I recorded it, which is Friday the 18th, I think. Um, I'm just heading into town to do a couple of minor chores. One of them is to get rid of my bottles, my recycling, and I'm going to need my sunglasses because it's another sunny, cloudy, cloudy, sunny day here. I'm driving my dirty Tesla because, you know, you can't have a clean car in the northern British Columbia. Um, So that's a bit frustrating. I'm going to talk to you today. Well, Scotty the Little Aussie Battler is going to come right up here in a minute. And uh, I'm going to talk to you today about my new non-paying job as a volunteer driver. We had an adventure taking people to the grocery store. (laughs) So I'll tell you all about it. And uh, people from my past going to go sneak in front of a big semi. Sorry, Tucker Alex. And, uh, and, okay, so here we go. This is Scotty, the little Aussie battler. I asked him to tell me how he's doing with his new Ford Focus. He bought a 2019, I think, uh, Ford Focus uh, RS and uh, not the ST. But uh, anyway, let's let's listen to Scotty, the little Aussie battler. Hello, Bay Driver. It's Scotty, your Aussie battler. I'm driving in Felix, the Ford Focus. Ah, oh, such an incredible, lovely drive in this amazing Ford blue color. Oh, I do love the color of this car. So. Listen, I'm calling to give you an update, and now I can't remember the questions you wanted me to uh, answer, but anyway. Overall, loving the new car, new Astros 2019 Ford Focus. Oh gosh, how many litres is it? I think it's only 1.1 litre, or is it 1.3? Damn it. Anyway, let's say 1.3, but it might only be 1.1. Three-cylinder turbo petrol engine. Wow. Automatic. Six-speed automatic. Oh. What else can I say? Wagon. Oh, who even knew Ford Focus came in a wagon? Well, because Ford are crap, (laughs) they never bloody advertise their cars except for their Yobbo Bogan cars, the... um, the giant truck thing, the Ford Ranger. That's the only car they advertise. Okay, I'm just I'm just gonna stop you there, Scotty. For starters, uh, I don't believe we have a Ford Focus sedan. If we do in, in North America, if we do, they aren't very popular, and I haven't ever seen one. Every 
Ford Focus I've ever seen is a is a wagon. So so there's that. Um, and the Ford Ranger is the is the smaller pickup from the Ford F-150. So uh, at least it is here in North America. Who knows what you're dealing with over there or under there? Um, okay, let's carry on here. Because all those bloody tradies who don't pay tax and have got hundreds of thousands of dollars can pay a $70,000 minimum for a Ford Ranger. 70000 yeah, The Toyota Hilux, of course. Um, and I think they are probably just second to that. But anyway, back to my amazing car. Yes. Overall, I'm loving it. The handling is better than the Peugeot. Oh. Hmm. Um, it's certainly a bit more zippy and a bit more sort of, you know, tight around the corners and a bit more responsive. Right. Having just driven my old Peugeot, though, uh, in the last week, I can't remember why now. Where was I going? Oh, I drove it to the airport parking because there might have been like a hailstorm and it was going to be parked outside and I thought <laughs> I would much rather that car get wrecked than this one. Oh, good um, move. <laughs> why haven't yeah, you sold that Peugeot yet? last weekend and oh it's such a lovely drive. Why the hell didn't you get a Polestar instead of that stupid yes. Tesla? Yes, anyway. agreed, agreed. Peugeot 508 wagon, it just has such a lovely smooth ride. Right. It's kind of like sitting in your favorite comfy armchair and cruising down the road. Right. It's heavier. Anyway, it's old and it's breaking down and it's way too expensive to fix and service. So yes, we're in the Ford Focus. Uh, the ride, the suspension is definitely a bit stiffer or harsher. Um, you know the roads in Australia generally, but especially Queensland, are crap. Uh, just potholes and bumps and joins and things everywhere. So I do feel those a bit more. It doesn't really worry me, but it does worry my housemate, who has his chronic regional pain syndrome. So he chronic really feels regional. bumps in the road. All right, what chronic regional pain system syndrome? Does that mean he only feels pain in Queensland, or is it localized to a body part? That's strange. That's a strange ailment to have. I don't believe I've heard that before. Anyway, carry on. Oh well. What else can I say? The fuel economy is not good. I have to say. Now compared to mm. the ridiculous yank tank truck thing that you bought recently um, it's a dream you know it runs on the smell of an oily rag compared to that your car but it's not good the fuel economy is worse than the Peugeot huh. remembering that the Peugeot is a 2011 diesel really huh. 1.6 litre or 2 litre oh, I can't even remember that now but anyway a much bigger engine but it is diesel Right. So yeah, I'm now. I'm just trying to read on the dash the silly little instrument things that tell me fuel economy. And I've got two things up, and now I can't work out uh, which one means which. I think overall the top one 
is telling me that overall my fuel economy is 7.8 litres per 100 kilometres. Wow, that's high. Mean nothing to your American listeners. Sorry, right. yeah. but, you know, metric was invented in the 1600s. Get with the program! <laughs> so overall, on, I don't know if it means this tank or just in general, the average looks at 7.8 litres per 100 kilometres. So you can convert that for the American. Sure, I'll get right on it. Um, it's going to be about, about 30. 1500 Ks already in this car. I've driven up to Harvey Bay twice. Harvey Bay is about 300, 350 kilometers north of Brisbane. So, yeah, in the Peugeot, gosh, in, I mean, on the highway in the Peugeot, I would easily be getting like 4.5 right. litres per 100 k's. Hmm. Um, and this car I noticed on the highway, it was still like around seven, six and a half, seven on the highway. Wow. So not very good. And when no. I drive up to Harvey Bay, I put the engine in economy mode. So the engine has three modes, normal, economy, and sports. <laughs> I actually can notice a difference in sports, like definitely the um, accelerator is far more punchy right. and the engine kicks in. Yes. I was driving in economy mode because I thought, well, I'm on the highway. Um, I also used a combination of the speed limiter, which I love, you know, that limits stops you from going uh, over the speed limit or whatever you set uh, and sometimes cruise control so even with those things on this this car yeah just nowhere near as economical as the Peugeot so uh, interesting pretty disappointing and a much smaller engine right and a petrol engine and you know the engine in this car should be what eight or nine years newer than Anyway, huh. um, I'm surprised by that. Say. Everything else pretty good. It's got a nice screen. It has Apple CarPlay, which is what I really, really wanted. Uh, it goes pretty well. It took me probably about a month and a half to work out how the hell to get the digital radio to actually work. And then it took me another few weeks after that to work out how to save the stations I wanted. So, yeah, it's not very intuitive compared to other cars I've used. The air conditioning works fantastic, which you know in Australia you need right. air conditioning. The Peugeot air conditioning was crap, if you remember rightly. Like, hmm. seriously, seriously rubbish. So this air conditioning is great. There's no re-events for the dogs, which is disappointing. Aww. But I can, you know, put the temperature down and crank the fan up and very quickly cool down the whole car. So, yeah, it's it's good in that regard. What else <laughs> do I have to say? The sound system's good. Um, certainly has good volume. The Apple CarPlay works well. Uh, I kind of wish on the screen I could have Apple CarPlay and something else going, oh, but yeah. that doesn't seem possible, but this car is a couple of years old. It has wireless charging. Can you believe it? A oh. 2019 huh. 
car on a Ford. Bloody <laughs> bog standard Ford. Um, oh, I forgot to say, this is the ST line. Okay. So I can't remember the bottom range model, the normal one, but it's called, I don't know, something. Okay. Then there is the ST line. Right. Then there is the crazy ST, which is the souped up, sporty, kill yourself model yeah. that is banned for limited drivers. You mean the RS or the, Whatever. it's RS or RT? So yeah, I don't know. I don't think there's much. I think the ST line has a, like a little bit of red stitching and trimming. It's the RT. I don't know what else it's got. There must be a few other tiny things, but yeah. It's pretty much the middle. Right. There's only three models yes. in the Ford Focus, so it's the middle of the line. Mm -hmm. uh, the car cost me 28300 Australian dollars. Oh, okay. Brand new, uh, I think it would have been about 33000 Oh. So not much different. Mm. Uh, thanks COVID for yeah. second-hand cars being a rip-off. Totally, yes. If I didn't have a shit job, and if I was Adam Burns, and I was earning like $250,000 a year, plus bonuses, plus I had a boyfriend, right? Um, I probably would have actually gone out and bought a brand new version of this car, because the boot is massive. Huh. The boot is only a couple of centimetres smaller than the Peugeot wagon that I've got, so it is the biggest boot out of any wagon I could find, um, except for the Skoda Octavia. Okay. Uh, and the Peugeot boot, which is just a couple of centimeters bigger. So just fantastic. Um, yes, but uh, as of this year, or actually probably last year now, um, Ford is no longer selling the wagons in Australia because Australians don't want wagons. You're kidding. We want a bloody stupid SUVs. Huh, so, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, That's it's too bad. It's impossible to buy a wagon in Australia. And, you know, we have a small population, don't forget, in case Americans and Canadians are just in shock. But there's only, like, 25 million people living in our entire country. So huh. car manufacturers are like, oh, we can't be bothered trying to sell thousand wagons in your country and supporting them and fixing them and everybody right. just wants an SUV. Okay, well I'm rambling, I'm um, not sure what else to say. Overall, I'm very happy with this car. I do especially love the blue colour. It's mm. just fantastic. Good. I'm so glad to have gotten rid of my white, or not be driving a white car, <laughs> white cars, uh, for people that eat vanilla ice cream. Oh my goodness. Yep. I eat vanilla ice cream. I like vanilla ice cream. Okay, well, I'm going to try to stop recording. Uh, not when I'm driving through an intersection and they have oh, cameras now yeah. set up to spy on drivers to see if they literally touch their mobile phone. You Is get like that a right? $500 fine. Wow. So I think I've probably said too much. You can edit some bits out. Bye, Faye Driver. Love you. Miss you. Oh, love I you hope too. things are warming up. Bye. They are. Well, thank you. Well, that was the little Aussie Battler show. Uh, you know, he used to have a podcast called The Little Aussie Battler. Um, 
but uh, he doesn't anymore, so he just calls other people's shows. Okay, this is lots of interesting things here. Just to con- clarify some confusion, there the three lines of the Ford Focus are the plain Jane model, and then you have the mid-range, which is the ST, and then the upper range, the racing version, or the you know the pumped up, uh, as he said, Yabo version. <laughs> which is, I think it's the RT or the RS. It's one of those two. And that's the that's the bit of a crazier one. Um, I'm assuming you have a... It's a front-wheel drive only. The uh, the RT would be... Uh, can be all-wheel drive and most likely is an all-wheel drive, I think, the RT is. Uh, anyway, so that's great. Um, uh, the... Mileage is your you're discussing the, the fuel economy for four point five or five liters per hundred kilometers is very good. So when you're talking about seven liters per hundred kilometers, yeah, I'm surprised it's not good for such a small engine. Um, but it must be working very hard. It is only three cylinders, so I'm surprised at how much it actually burns that fuel. But seven liters per hundred kilometers, I'm just guessing, is on the order of about 25 miles per gallon, I would think. Uh, 25 to 30, anyway. So, a little bit disappointing, I agree. That's that's too bad. Um, uh, and I'm wondering why you didn't have not sold that... Uh, old Peugeot and the Peugeot would drive nicer because I think it's probably a heavier car and the Ford Focus ST it is a little uh, they they did sort of tighten up the suspension to make it more sporty it may be a lighter car but uh, it really is their their uh, their, the uh, demographic they're going for is a younger more sporty sort of a look to the car so that's why it's so uncomfortable Um, but as you said it handles very nicely so uh, that would be one of the reasons so thanks for that Scotty I appreciate you calling in um, and letting us know all of those things Uh, thank you very much I have arrived at my first destination so I'm going to pause for now and I'll come back and tell you about my adventures as a volunteer driver So, I had my first customer with my volunteer driver job. And uh, it was actually a pretty easy gig, but it's a very convoluted process. There's a lot of overhead to these, the, uh, all the, you know, the administrative side or the legalities and things like that. Particularly with COVID in our midst still sort of um so my first customer was to drive a lady (laughs) who actually lived eight blocks from my house to the local grocery store which is about 12 blocks from my house um and then back to her house so it was a pretty pretty simple gig for my first uh my inaugural run so um, but the problem is is that the car is you know 10 kilometers away 7 miles away 15 minutes well whatever 10 minutes away so I gotta go from my house drive 
you know, 10 minutes further away, pick up the car, and then there you got to do all this stuff on the car. You got to you got to do you got to do a safety check of the vehicle, make sure everything's working, you know, lights and all that. Um, you got a bunch of paperwork to fill out. Uh, and then when you've done you've done all your safety checks and and uh, data recording and all that, then you drive. I then I had to drive, you know, the f- seven ten minutes back, you know, to ten kilometers back, plus eight blocks, <laughs> to the lady n- near my house, <laughs> and picked her up. And uh, and then drive her to her destination, which was five blocks away or whatever. <clears throat> and then uh, then you sit and you wait there. She, she she was doing her grocery shopping. She shops once a month. I don't know that I could shop once a month, but anyway, she shops once a month. And uh, and I guess this is one of the ways she gets to the grocery store. Um. But it turns out that this lady knew me from my life back in my hometown when I worked at the airport fueling airplanes when I was uh, working on getting my pilot's license. I was working at the airport, you know, just hanging around. And she worked at the airport as well. So she knew me from, you know, 30 years ago. Um so that and she she even remembered me like how what that's kind of weird isn't it um so she when she you know she saw my name which was provided to her by the organization this is your driveway driver and she thought i mean well she told me this all afterwards she thought oh that looks familiar and then and then we were talking as I was driving her around and she and I told her that oh I grew up in this hometown and she said oh yeah I th- I knew you were familiar she says so she had remembered me and like she's in her 70s this lady and uh, she remembered me from working at the airport so uh talk about a small world eh what a strange coincidence um, so that was kind of interesting. Anyway, the whole thing went really well. I took her to her destination. I was very, you know, I was very personable. And I helped her with her grocery bags and all that kind of stuff. People are just freaking speeding. It's a Friday here. Friday afternoon. And people are just like tromping it. I'm doing 30 kilometers over the speed limit. Just to keep up with traffic. Because these jerk-offs with their big trucks bearing down on you people are such jerks um and then of course i i dropped her off and it's a by donation so she gave me a donation i had to fill out a receipt and give her the forms and all this kind of stuff Uh, yeah that's the car wanting to veer me away from the ditch um stupid tesla Um, and then, so then I, you know, I dry, I dropped her off and then I had to drive another 15 minutes back to the, the base. Um, and then, uh, and then you have to sanitize everything cause we got COVID now. 
So, you know, all the door handles and the screens, because there's a screen dividing between the front and the back, just like a taxi. Um, so you got to clean everything that the person might have touched and everything I touched, you know, steering wheel and the gauges and the buttons and the switches. So I, maybe I should talk about, so like it was like, a, you know, for a, it took about an hour for her to do her shopping, not quite, but for, for the, you know, the 20 minutes that I drove her plus an hour of sitting around, it was like a three hour endeavor to go get the car, get the, 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 take the, do the drive, take the lady, the, drop her off, pick her up, blah, 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 the, drop her off, and all that. <clears throat> so, I, I mean, I sound like I'm complaining, but I'm, I'm not really complaining. It's, it is just, there's a process. So, um, but anyway, everything went really well. I quite enjoyed it. I had a great time. It was nice to interact with some people. And um, what a wonderful thing to do, right? To help people um, to accomplish their little goals in their life. And I got another gig coming up next week to drive a lady to the hospital. Because that's our primary, you know, our primary customer. Our customers are people who are going to medical appointments and stuff like that. So so I'm up again next week. Um so I, I'll just talk briefly about this uh, Chevy Bolt B with a B for Bravo. Um, I know that trucker Alex used to have a Chevy Volt with a V as in Victor, but he sold it and he has an I, BMW i3 now. What a great car the i3 is! Like, jeez, I just, just uh, not a good highway car, but just uh, so simple to use. Anyway. Nothing as complicated and, and uh, stupid as a Tesla. So anyway, this Bolt, um, this is a 2020 Bolt. Thing has a huge battery. It has like a 74 kilowatt hour battery, which is you know you know 30 percent larger than the battery I have in this Tesla, which is 54 kilowatt hours. Anyway, the thing will do almost 300 kilometers on, uh, on <clears throat> they charge it to 80%. So we, we typically have at least 270 kilometers in the winter. Um, and that's typically what one of the longer trips would be, would be almost 300 kilometers. So um, it's a great little car. Except I don't really... The, the regenerative braking on it is, is a bit weird. The thing about the car, it's just like a normal car. It has four doors. It has a dash. Um, it has buttons to control the heat. You know, you can, the knobs to turn. And uh, a lot of the radio is done through, through a screen. Touch, touch screen. Um... But it looks like a real car. It looks exactly like uh, a Chevy Scoop. What is it? Scoop? Chevy. I don't know. Some little Chevy four-door car. Uh, hopefully, I'll think of it before the end of this episode. And it's super easy to drive. It has a real shift knob in the center console. And... Um, uh, it drives well. It's a little bit of a short wheelbase, um, and uh, and 
about um, what else I was gonna say about it. Uh, I, I yeah, I quite like it, except for the regenerative breaking, which is really goofy. Um, you you can't really do one pedal driving with it. You have to hit a switch on the steering wheel, which is you know on the back side of the steering wheel. If you want your regenerative braking to come on with any significant force, because it comes on like ten percent when you take your foot off the pedal. But uh, if you want any more than that sort of really gentle regenerative braking, you got to press this button, uh, this switch on the back of the steering wheel. But when you put the switch on, it it just it ramps the regenerative braking right up to max. Um, and the only way you can um, modulate the regenerative braking, but you need to use the gas pedal, and I shouldn't call it it's the accelerator pedal, <laughs> but let's call it the gas pedal for today's discussion. You have to modulate the gas pedal and the switch so you hold the switch down and then you can adjust the amount of regenerative braking with your gas pedal to you know to not have the regenerative braking come on maximum 100% you know reduction so it's a little bit goofy and it, it, it really it really takes a bit of finesse because when you actually, if you want to slow down and you flip, you hit the switch, you then have to push down on the accelerator, like accelerate, so to speak, because if you don't, the, the regenerative braking just comes on immediately, like ramps right up. And so you get these, like your bobbleheads, neck braking sort of braking that's going on. So it just you've got a bit of a knack to figure out how it works. So, you know, I've only driven the car <laughs> about 30 kilometers <laughs> in total. Um, so I'm kind of still learning the car. But anyway, it's a great car. It's, you know, it's electric. It's, it's perfectly good. It's got good heat and heated seats and all that. And so, so, so far, you know, I'm having a really good time. So it's going well. And, you know, I love the old ladies. <laughs> I got another old lady next week, and uh, we'll see how that goes. That'll be trip number two. Okay, thank you for listening. I am the Fade Driver. This is the Pink Wheelnuts Podcast. You can email me at podcast at pinkwheelnuts.com if you have a car question or anything else. Thanks, Scotty Battler, for sending in your lengthy review. <laughs> and... Uh, um, this show is part of the Pride 48 network of LGBTQ and LGBTQ-friendly podcasts. You can find more LGBTQ-friendly podcasts at pride48.com. Whoa!